the feminine rises in the Australian election. These extraordinary results are speaking to a huge global trend of the feminine rising in our world. What does this mean? Can we now have hope? What has changed and what has died? In this podcast, we look at the end of the old, dark, masculine patriarchal rule and understand how the feminine is rising in all genders. Stay tuned. Hello, and I think we're live. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie Eden-Todd, and I'd like to talk to you today about the Australian election results, which I found extremely fascinating and exciting, actually. This is a very important time, and I was remembering three years ago when we had the miracle election where Scott Morrison and the Liberal Party came through and how devastating that was and talking to my friends and we just thought, where do we go from here? What is happening? So today I thought I would do an analysis from a persona perspective and from a feminine rising perspective of what this is all about, what this election actually says has happened in Australia. And my family and I were thinking, oh my God, we're going to have to emigrate. It's just too awful. We can't stay here. Well, we don't have to emigrate afterwards because there's a lot to be hopeful about people. There's a lot to be excited about. And it's a grassroots movement that has changed the landscape of Australian politics forever, forever. And I actually have um, some breaking news that I will do a little bit later of what I foresee is going to happen now in Australian politics. Before I start, I want to explain that we're going to be looking at this from a masculine, feminine, neutral perspective. And this, these three qualities are in everyone. These are not gender specific. So everyone has some masculine, everyone has some feminine, and everyone has some neutral. And for our world to be able to, our society, our community to be able to save itself and continue on in the future, we're going to need all three adult versions of masculine, adult versions of feminine, adult versions of neutral to come forward and contribute from their hearts what it is they were born to deliver. Now, some people are so cynical, and may I say that is a tad, it's easy, and it can even be lazy. And they'll say, oh, both parties are as bad as each other. Well, I'm going to show you today that they're not exactly the same. And that is actually not the truth. The challenge for all of us today is to find where is our spot to bring in our feminine contribution to the world? What are our gifts? What are our passions? Where do we want to contribute? Because what we've just seen is a toppling of the masculine. In our world, for thousands of years, we've had a hierarchy where royalty, aristocracy, and the very powerful and elite masculine, be it in women, men, or any gender, have been in power. The system has been rigged for them. Everything is about maintaining the status quo for them to have power and to have the maximum opportunity to make the maximum wealth. That is where masculine and child goes. It seeks glory, it seeks power. It believes it's born to lead. It's born to be the one that decides how the rest of the world should be. But it is not in child able to connect to the everyday person and understand what their needs are. In fact, 
sees the, the rights of the everyday person as a threat to their quest for total power. Now, I'm a dominant masculine, so I understand dominant masculine and that lion quest and thirst for leadership. I really get it. However, in adult, the masculine is something that's very different. It has humility. It has nobility. It is heart first. It is appalled by its misuse of power, historically and personally. And it seeks to make sure that it is now of service so that no one is left behind. Do you like that idea? That no one may be left behind. That is not the world as we have known it. So we've had the, the aristocracy, the royalty, the powerful people, the white, patriarchal, wealthy men on the whole, with their networks from their private schools, having had every opportunity and privilege thrown at them, provided for them, doors opened. They have led our world for an exceptionally long time, have they not? And the Liberal Party is the best reflection of that. I'm not saying that they don't haven't been some in the Labor Party as well, and this is not a Labor Party broadcast, by the way. Far from it, far from it. But the Liberal Party has exemplified these views and this way of life. They were always destined to rule and expected to do so. I think uh, Christian Portham might be the Attorney General that was, uh, is a classic example of, and quite happily said that he felt destined and it was his birthright to become Prime Minister of Australia. That degree of arrogance and entitlement has actually, the karmic consequences has come home to roost this election in ways even more so than I had hoped for, which is why I'm excited today. So all around the world, we're seeing the masculine come down a peg or two, and they're in their last hurrah because we're in an era of the feminine rising. Now the feminine is rising in you and in me, and the feminine is all about, we have got to care for each other. We have got to hold everyone. No one can be left behind. Everyone deserves to be fed. Everyone deserves a place. Refugees deserve a place to come home to, a new home. Everyone deserves to be housed. Everyone deserves to be educated. Everyone deserves childcare. Everyone deserves old age care. Everyone deserves mental health care, dental care. Everyone deserves aggressive and progressive climate change action. I was talking to my son about this yesterday and he was saying for his generation, he's 27, it's climate change, climate change, climate change, or else what is the future? It is the number one issue. And of course the masculines, the, the lead child masculines in politics have been extremely uh, averse to climate change. They see it as a threat to the status quo and they have consciously created climate wars and culture wars as we saw in our election just recently. Murdoch, that old evil fossil, the sooner he dies the better. That old evil fossil who wants to create wars about issues so that they can maintain the, their way of life. The distance between heart in these people and, and themselves, it's like the Grand Canyon. It is so far. So what we saw in our election was the same old wars, the provocation, the aggressive, the abuse, the um, attack on transgender children. That's a culture war. The attack on climate change, that's a climate war. We saw values that actually matter to us, to the majority, being slammed all over. And we saw lie after lie after lie, shamelessly. You could 
lie within mid-sentence. I believe this. No, I don't. I never said that. Well, there's the video of you. Does this remind you of Trumpador people or Boris Johnson? It's exactly the same setup. So wherever you are, you will have an understanding of this. Now, of course, we've all become very cynical of politics. And we've just felt like, who are these people up there in, for Australia in Canberra on the hill? The way they speak to each other at question time the abuse, the aggression, the volatility, the name calling, it's the worst of primary school behaviour and would not be tolerated anywhere else in, in society, not in corporate boardrooms, not, not anywhere. And yet as that's been led in our world that this is normalised, we see it happening in all strata of society, all places in society, like in the schoolyard, the levels of violence against authority now, teachers, principals, between children, it's like the dominant masculine is right out of control and it's very painful and it needs to win. It's shameless, it never apologises, it never did anything wrong, it has a right to lead, it will use might and force to take over. And it has caused us to all feel deeply saddened and unheard, unseen and unheard, and this is just not who we want to be. So after the last election, when we had Scott Morrison handing his coal, piece of coal saying, there's nothing to be frightened of. The other thing that we see with the arrogance is extraordinary ignorance and an inability to hear the warning signs that change is coming, change is coming, change is coming. It always has in history. And the world is littered with the remnants of empires who thought they were invincible, who are now crumbling ruins. So this is usually the end for dominant masculines in child they set about their own ruin without realising it by being overly greedy, overly deaf in their quest to maintain power. I was just watching War and Peace the other day. Fabulous, fabulous series on Stan, recommend it. Uh, and we saw the Napoleonic Wars with Russia and it's what Napoleon did. If you just go through history, you'll see this. So here we are. But back to, to 2019 and, and the incredible soul sickness and heart devastation that happened. Well, as in America with the Bernie movement and AOC against Trump, when that came in, there are a lot of people who didn't just go, oh, they're all just as bad as each other. The world's fucked, I'm disengaging, I hate them. There's no difference. That's actually ignorant. It's actually really disrespectful because for our world to heal and move in a more feminine direction. We're going to need a grassroots revolution. It's always grassroots people. That means it's you and it's me. What are you doing? We can name the problems, but what are we doing to sow the feminine, to sow heart and soul and care for others? Not division, not hatred, not an intolerance and exclusion and elitism. We're not about that. We need to be about the other, embracing diversity, welcoming all, so what happened? Well, people said, I am not going to stand for this. We have seen in this parliament the end, the death of the two-party preferred system in Australia. You can get excited, people. This is so exciting. And I have an announcement to make. I foresee, this is Raven speaking, the Liberals have died. Mark it in your diary. On May the 21st, 2022 in Australia, the Liberal Party died. Why do I say that? I don't believe, and I have a lot of evidence, I don't believe they have the remotest capability of learning the painful lessons that this election has delivered them. 
not a chance. They're going to split and do the divide and conquer within their own party to themselves. They're going to be name calling, abusing others. Some are going to say, let's go more moderate. Some are going to go, oh, we need to go far more right wing, far more extremist right wing to culture wars, climate change wars, anti-political correctness, anti-women. Keep them in their place. As they do this, we are actually going to lose interest in them and they are going to slowly be, well, rapidly ensuring that they never rise again because they are unrecognisable from where they started. So what has happened now is a whole lot of people from volunteers to independent candidates to Greens candidates to Labor candidates actually, a whole lot of people said and a lot of women, a lot of mothers came up and said, I have to do something. I have to commit to trying to make a difference in our world. I, this work, this parliament does not speak for me. These policies, the way Australia is heading does not speak for me. So it does not speak for the diversity of our country. Do you know when we had the Brittany Higgins uh, march, the Me Too march, the awakening that finally happened in Australia? And Scott Morrison would not come out and listen to the women speak about how she experienced the alleged rape in Parliament House and how so little was done about it. And Morrison's only response was, well, in another country you get shot for protesting. There has been in the Liberal Party over years, and it's well documented, have a look at Annabelle Crabbe's misrepresented series on the ABC, stunning, where women who've been in Parliament for decades speak about the culture, the misogynistic culture in Parliament House. What we've seen is there's a blind spot to more than half of the population. Well, women didn't just sit home and go, oh, the world's fucked and the parties are just as bad as each other. They said, what can I do? So we have a huge number of women coming into parliament now, which is representing the feminine rising. Many of them are dominant neutrals. So they've got great problem solving, analytical, visionary skills. They have a quest and a thirst for reform, for changing legislation. And some of us, maybe some personas go, oh, changing legislation. I mean, I couldn't do it. I so admire them that can. But we need that. Changing leg legislation really counts people. It changes our world. It changes our world significantly. And we need people who are capable of doing that. So the dominant neutrals, the beavers and the owls, we need them to step up and say, this needs fixing now. There needs to be transparency. There needs to be accountability. There needs to be equality for women. So women have, have risen up. The feminine has risen up in many candidates across the board. Australia has now got probably the most progressive parliament it's ever had in its history. There are eight First Nations Indigenous representatives. Eight. We have a, a Linda Burney is going to be the Minister for Indigenous Affairs. And she's got to work with her previous colleague, Ken Wyatt from the Liberal Party, also Indigenous, and use his work and they will collaborate in going forward in the Uluru Statement from the Heart, which is about beginning to heal the horrendous atrocities and the historic roots we have in our country that have not been dealt with, with our history. Stunning woman, straight away we hear collaboration. We hear gracious um, thanks for what has been done, the work has been done beforehand in this way. This brings joy to my heart. In Albanese's first press conference, people were yelling and screaming. It's just so revolting. And he put his hand up and he said, no, 
you will not get heard if you yell at me. That is not how I want it. We are going to change the way things are done. You don't get to yell and that doesn't make you first, doesn't make you heard. There will be order here and we will speak with respect. Can you hear the sigh across the world, across Australia, the sigh, oh my God. Do you mean we might have intelligent, rational, adult conversations where we try to work out and negotiate where we agree, where we disagree, where can we come together and how can we build a better Australia for people? How can we address the inequality that women experience, the injustices towards the First Nations people, the health care crisis, the aged care crisis, things that the Murdoch papers said were little issues? Very interesting, isn't it? Little issues. Climate change, little issue? I don't think so. So what we have now, we have eight Indigenous people, representing seven of which are women, coming forward to stand where previously it had been mostly Liberal white men who were representing values that do not reflect where our world has grown. Much in the Liberal Party and in the right-wing parties around the world have got stuck in an old way of being more of my father's time than of today's time. And they've not been able to keep up with how the community has changed. And, and to the 21st of May was their wake up call. They have lost touch with us. When we had the Brittany Higgins saga, what was called for, which was fantastic, was we needed workplace sexual harassment reforms. And Kate Jenkins was appointed, very highly respected woman, Al, uh, appointed to find out what needed to happen to change the culture of the workplace at Parliament House, and therefore it would change and spread out through Australia all over the world, all over the country. 55 recommendations were put forward as utterly essential to make women safe in the workplace from sexual harassment, etc. The Liberals voted against 49 of them, 49 out of 55, while saying we believe in making it safer for women. When it time came, 49, because this is a misogynistic, unconsciously extremely misogynistic child masculine point of view. 49 were voted against and none were implemented. One of the first things that's going to happen with the Labor government, with the Teals and the Greens, is those 55 recommendations are all going to be implemented. Now, is that progress? Of course, it's huge progress. We will have 37% of the lower house will be women. There will be 57% of people in the Senate will be women. We'll be able to look at our parliament and hear them discuss things that we care about. What came out is really important. Equality for women, climate change and integrity. There will also be an, a federal ICAC, which is an independent commission against corruption. That will be set up so that all the incredible bribery and corruption that has gone on, whatever political party, there will now be very important consequences and justice will be brought in. This is important. Why is it important to you? Why is it important to me? Because when corruption goes through and it is unchecked, we lose trust and faith in our democracy. We lose trust and faith in our ability to believe in this palm is working towards the betterment of all Australians. So when we see consequences for instead of giving the $50 million of grants that were supposed to bring women's toilets to sporting fields, it instead went to 11 Liberal districts so that they got new swimming pools. Those things matter. Those things matter. And so that will be called into account. What happened with uh, Christian Porter? The money that went there. 
these things actually need to be investigated. We need justice. We need justice to be seen, to be done and to be done. This is huge. This is so exciting. The Uluru Statement from the Heart, for Australia to go forward as a whole nation, having married the feminine and acknowledged the genocidal history of our roots. For us, there has been a gracious invitation. This was the first thing Albanese spoke about, the first thing that he spoke about in his acceptance speech, which was an invitation to have a constitutional change. So there was always an Indigenous person is in, has a voice in Parliament from then on. That has to be voted on in the Constitution. There will be a referendum. There will be a meeting of all parties to see if we can bring this through. There will be uh, a Makaratic Commission, which will be about acknowledging the history, the true story of Aboriginal history in Australia, what really happened, because we are not taught that. Children are not taught that. In fact, the last government with Tudge, Alan Tudge, as the Minister for Education, said they would not be teaching the true story of the massacres and the appalling behaviour of the English towards Aboriginal people over years and what they did to them. That would not be done because it would make um, children have low self-esteem and not be proud of being Australian. Let's wave that Anzac flag, people. The opposite is actually true about where we need to go to heal. It has to be acknowledged what has happened. There has to be a coming together. You know yourselves where you have had pain in your life, where you have had trauma in your life. One of the first and most important steps to healing is to have your story validated. It is to have your experience validated that yes, this happened and this is the consequences, this is the impact, this is the long term. And in the case of Indigenous Australians, we have generation after generation of that generation displaying extraordinary PTSD of their history that has been passed down, having had their whole community and their psyche, their souls, their spirituality literally raped and, and stolen from them. Their displacement at a soul level, their invalidation as primitive barbarians, where they are actually such geniuses about so much that we are ignorant of. It's about bringing people home and we have to start with telling the true stories and we have to start with acknowledging that we are responsible for the consequences of having allowed this to continue on and on and on. You have to acknowledge the story, people, to go forward. And this is the invitation. I love the graciousness of the Uluru invitation from the heart. Do you hear how the language changes when we have feminine rising values? We hear the word collaboration. We hear the words unite. We hear the words leave no one behind. We hear that your story matters, your language matters, your experience matters, your pain matters. So what can we do? And to have ceremonies, to have the welcome to countries, to have that and way, way more. We need to walk to a better future together where we find genuine reforms that are led and treat with respect the wisdom of the Indigenous elders, past, present and emerging in how to direct their own futures. This is really exciting, my darlings. When I looked at the teal candidates coming through who were about climate change, gender equality, integrity, who thought that integrity was a word? Well, because you know, in a way, Morrison was a gift because the shamelessness, the utter child masculine, the utter blindness on the issues that matter in, actually ensured his death and his killing 
of the dark masculine child that has been here so for so long. The last 10 years have been hell for Australia. They literally have been hell, moving us away from a place that we couldn't recognise. And now we're going to come back to who we really are and we can have genuine pride of who we are. We're not going to be uh, as violently hateful towards each other. The very extreme right-wing conspiracy theorists, the ones who are so threatened, hot swans people, who are out there, their vote dropped significantly. Clive Palmer spent 100 million, got nothing. That's the old way. And around the world, we are seeing the old way of the masculine no longer works. It does not work. So I know in my electorate, we have a wonderful woman, Zanita, who uh, is an engineer, but she has worked for the environment her whole life. She has two little kids. So for those who, like little ones, four or two, something like that, and she thought, I cannot not contribute. I am going to step up and do everything I can to make Australia and make this world a better place so that my children have a place to live in, that the climate change crisis is dealt with and my daughter has a fair place to live in. So what does that mean? What did she do? I think it's so easy to get cynical about politicians and say they're all this, they're all that. There are some shockers out there and the leaders in particular on many occasions have been shockers, but many come with a very good heart really stepping up and making extraordinary sacrifices and family sacrifices. If you live in Perth and you're going to go and be a federal member in Canberra, you're going to spend a lot of time away from your children. That is service, my darlings. That is commitment. And not only that, from 2019, there was a grassroots level, people going out door knocking, talking, asking people, what matters to you? What do you want to see? Grassroots volunteers, my husband was one of them. And out they go, they said, well, I have to do something. I can't do nothing. Thank you, grassroots volunteers everywhere. It's like what Bernie has said in the, in the States and AOC, and there's been progressive candidates coming through American society, but they are in the state of civil war where two separate nations totally exist because they never healed the slavery issue and the civil war. That never got healed. The white supremacy versus black, that never got healed in that country. And so we've got two separate worlds there. Really, really stark it's just in a different expression australia could have gone down that way morrison had those sort of evangelical christian i am born and chosen by god to lead same delusions but we are not that and i was so heartened by that i just want to mention a couple of things that are going to happen now we're going to find that the liberal party is going to be a bit of a irrelevance we're going to move to always having independence the Greens folk moved hugely up here, the most progressive of the parties on climate change, on health care, on dental care, on mental health care. Look at the consequences for people with the pandemic. The mental crises, the mental health care crises that we have because our world has been starved of the feminine for so long. The number of children who are self-harming, who have anxiety, who have depression, who are suicidal, who are in families who are totally traumatised, who are poor. The margins between rich and poor has also become greater and greater. One of the things the Liberal government said just before they left was that we can't afford a $1 pay rise. There has been always in the dark masculine, there has always been a need to make sure they hold the wealth and they keep 
the rest of us as poor and struggling as possible so there is no uprising. But it didn't work. We need wages to come way up. We need to pay nurses and teachers and healthcare workers and aged care workers. We need to pay them a lot. We don't need to pay hedge, hedge um, fund managers the money that they get. We do not need to give the wealthy more tax breaks. We do not. It has to go the other way now. And with the feminine rising in politics, guess what, people? Legislation can change these things. We can have tax reform. We can include mental health care so that children who are really struggling and adults and youth who don't know what's going to be their future. I'll never afford a house. I can't find a career. I can't afford education. I'll never be able to pay for um, a home of my own. I have no purpose. What's the point? Imagine the, the mental health care crises that are prevalent all the way around. You know people. I know people who are stuck here. And I don't blame them. And then they say, well, is there even going to be a planet for us to live on in 10, 20, 30 years' time? We didn't have to grow up through that. They have. And then we also have the disaster of our world not having community where the community is on screen and people can escape to another world on screens and we have lost connection with community. Well, the independents and the greens and the new women coming through and men with strong feminines coming through in the Labor Party are all about community. Light Beaver, everyone, is actually about I want to make our community better and provide better care for everyone on every level. We want to make sure that when a bushfire comes through, we pay the people the money that came to them because it hasn't been paid to them yet. Can you believe that? When the floods come through, that there's more resources available to help people with floods and then there is money straight away and housing straight away for them. These things are possible, but they are not under the status quo with a masculine dominant government. So the masculine dominant reign in Australia died on May the 21st. Anyone excited about that apart from me? Seriously, seriously, oh my good, crumbling down. Thanks, Nat. Yeah, the systems are crumbling down and they are. But we can't just have the wiping out of systems and say government as, and democracy is fucked. You can't do that. You may like to do that. Swans will like to think that. Even some parrots and sparrows may go along with that. We need neutrals. We need governance to come through and hold the masculine and the aristocracy, the royalty, the political royalty to account. We actually do. And when the neutrals come through with feminine values, which they are en masse, I think there's 18 new women coming in. But there's also men with powerful feminines who are coming for their children as well and for the generations ahead. We need this to come through and it is and they're going to stand up and they are not beholden to the two-party system. They are not told if you're a Labor voter, you have to vote against this. If you're a Liberal voter, you have to vote against this or vote for that. They're independent. They will vote according to their constituency. So we have a better representation of democracy. We can reach these people and we can make a difference. We can be heard. And these are brave people who are making extraordinary sacrifices in their family lives, in their lives, and they're going to find it brutal. It is going to be hard. But there's so many of them now. We are probably going on from here with a Labour, independent, Greens parliament from now on. And it's like Michael Mead has said, if you have black and white, masculine and feminine, masculine and neutral, just the two, it will never work. That duality never works. It takes the tension of the duality for the third force to come in. And then we get people, the Holy Trinity, the Holy Trinity in you the Holy Trinity in me. We become elders when there is a marriage of mas the best of masculine, feminine and neutral. We become elders.
That's the same in our world, in our parliaments, in our governments, in legislation. There has to be a powerful voice for all of them. And the values that are now being said as what's important, interestingly enough, because of climate change, because of the pandemic, they have become skewed to its feminine values now. It is healthcare, it is education, it is childcare, it is aged care. Do you hear how this is about how we care for everyone? How we care for you? How we care for me? At all stages of our lives? How we provide and give everyone the best chance possible so that they can get on and do what they were born to do? This is a very exciting time. To see Albanese do his first press conference as Labour Prime Minister, and to have the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander flags there and not draw attention to it. There's no glory seeking. Oh, look at me. Aren't I a fabulous person? You know, the tokenistic, we are going to do something and then we do nothing lies that we have experienced for 10 years. He will not be perfect. For me, he probably won't be progressive enough or left enough. But because we have a balance of power of the Greens and the Senate and the independents, there's going to need to be a lot of collaboration and negotiation. And so Labor is going to get pushed further to its heartland, to its working class roots, and it is going to be able to come through and bring more of what we collectively want and are craving and need. If we had gone liberal, it would have been an utter disaster and Australia could have moved to where America's going. So. I think we have stood up and said we are not this. Women have stood up across the board. They have volunteered. The feminine has stood up in all genders. In, in all genders, we have said to the LGBTIQ community, you are all welcome. We hear you. We see you. We need to make the world safe for you. We need to make the world safe for women everywhere. We need to be able to walk at night with not having the car keys in our hands ready to slash someone if they want to attack us. We need to heal those who are so stuck in child masculine trauma and the domestic violence issues that are just an epidemic across the world. This is pain, dark masculine pain being inflicted on the feminine and on feminine partners and, and sometimes men as well. All of these things need to be addressed. Guess what is on the timetable and is going to be addressed by the Minister for Women, by health. These things are literally going to be addressed. They didn't rate a mention in the Liberal governments. They don't in the Tory government, they don't in the Republicans, far from it actually. So do you see people, to have? we have to have a Labour government to get progressive and to get the feminine values coming in because that's what we have to have, that's where we are up to. But what will happen in 2025 is that people are going to be holding the Labour government to account. Did they come through on all the issues I have mentioned today? Did they come through on this? And if they did not, more independents will get in. And the independents who are in now, you better believe they're going to work so hard for their community. They will not be lazy. They will not take for granted and feel entitled to their place and their seat. And they will have done so much for their local community that the locals will reward them and keep them in. So this is a permanent change of affairs. And we will find that the Labor, uh, the Greens vote is going to get further and further as people see that they're not actually radical. They're just really, really humanistic. They're really, really about saving our planet, caring for each other, that that is what they're really about. And they're going to get past, past judgments and labels that actually don't fit are not true, were never true. So 
I think that's all I needed to say now. Nat, thank you for coming on and commenting. I'm hoping some people get to read it. I came on because I had a few people message me and say, what does this mean? Is this good? Should I just say all politics is fucked and we're all doomed and we're all going to die and it's just a waste of time and don't engage? I see that as child, my darlings. I see that as child. Now, we're not all born to be in politics. We need to engage. We need to be well-informed. And we need to realise that these people who have stepped up, all the women, all the, the men with huge hearts coming in with these policies as, as what they wanted, the courage it took for them, and they thought, well, I'll do it because no one else will. It's something I can do. And it's with, within their skill set. I just want to thank them from the bottom of my heart. They didn't just turn up and, and get elected. They've been working for three years for this. Three years extraordinary and now the work that they're going to need to do because it's going to be so hard we've got inflation we've got um we've got inflation we've got all sorts of things coming in petrol prices we've got the geopolitical instability with the ukraine war with russia there's a whole lot of factors outside COVID isn't done yet we have systems that have been absolutely slashed the health system the education system that resources have been taken from them to prop up the wealthy. The money, they are bleeding on nothing. And we're gonna need a huge amount of reform for this to happen. So I don't expect it all to be fixed in three years, but I expect steps to be made that are significant. And I, for one, love the humility. I love the humility in the heart and the values that are coming through right now. I love the lack of arrogance, the lack of shamelessness, I love the accountability. I love the ability to apologise. I love the genuine quest to unify, to not leave anyone behind. So my darlings, have some hope. And I would ask you, instead of saying it's all fucked, I don't want to know, the more of us that are engaged that come from these values, well, look what happens. We vote them in. We actually change the entire political landscape for the rest of our lives. And this is very Scandinavian where we are. It's it's like it's you have better parliaments you have better outcomes for everyone when there's three involved when you have to do negotiation because you get everyone's voices heard and the most important things get heard whereas when it's just one dominating they can keep the the status quo and the agendas to their liking that has now died so we need collaboration we need to learn how to listen we need to learn how to respect views that are different from ours. We need to find common ground, build bridges, and find how can we work together. And the people who are leading the Teals, the Greens and Labor, absolutely have these skill sets. They're very strongly in their makeup. Feminine is very strong in their makeup. I'm excited. All right, my darlings. I hope this was of interest. Um, it, and, oh, somewhere. We've got to start somewhere, and this is a signal of what's next. It's what possible. It begins the ripple. Okay. It's my pleasure to come on and uh, talk about this. I, um, I did predict that Morrison was going to be thrashed for the last two years, and it didn't look like he would. I get global predictions politically all the time. And I was getting very, very terrified just before the end because I could see that the polls were saying that it was really too close to call in some ways, or it was just a, a narrow, maybe, majority for Labor. We still don't know that as of today. And I'm going, but I know they're decimated. How does this work? I knew that the Teals would get in and the Greens, but not, not to the extent that they did. But what happened was they were decimated. That old, dark, masculine, child, arrogant, entitled, disgusting, misogynistic view of life that actually died. And this third way came through. 
which is always the way to heal. How great is that, my darlings? All right, until next time, have a really good day. Bye.